Hello, hello, hello. This is Christopher from Radiant Fire Radio. I hope you're doing well. It is a uh, wonderful, wonderful time in the spirit realm. I want to talk to the terminal generation. I want to give an explanation because it seems like people still are not coming to an understanding of what I am calling the terminal generation. My basis for saying terminal generation is out of Matthew 24, and it's verse 34. And Jesus says, Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. And Jesus in this passage of scripture is talking to uh, the disciples and telling them the things that are going to be happening in the end time hour. So the terminology that I get and that I use when I say terminal generation has nothing to do with anybody with a terminal illness, has nothing to do with anyone who um, watches Terminator. It really is geared to prophetic signs and symbols um, that Jesus spoke in Matthew 34 and in other passage of scriptures that talks about what's going to happen, the signs of the end times that I believe our generation is going to see and be witness and partaker of before he returns. So everything that I've said in past uh, podcasts about the terminal generation, this is who I'm talking to. I happen to personally believe that the terminal generation represents Generation X. Um because a lot of us are, are here, older. We've been through some things. We've been through some, some tough situations. And we're living and seeing uh, the Antichrist system take hold and take root. I believe that our generation was one of the last ones to really hear the true gospel before it started becoming uh, perverted and twisted learning about money and being being all about money and being about uh, manipulating and controlling people. Um, I probably am wrong, but this is just my own personal belief and feelings. And I wanted to read you some, some of Matthew 24. I said 34 earlier. It's Matthew 24. And this is what, to give you a feel of what's going on. Matthew 24, verse 1. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. So at this particular point in time in the story, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's pointing to the temple, showing them the temple and saying, It's about to be destroyed. There is going to be a time in your disciples' lifetime, where you're going to see the temple is destroyed. And historically, it actually was destroyed. There's proof. Um, you can look into historical documentations. The temple in Jerusalem was destroyed once again in AD 70. And at this time, it began a process where the Jewish people were scattered throughout the entire world. And they were uh, scattered and part of the scattering was a punishment to them because they had disobeyed God 
and God put them in a time of punishment so that they could turn their hearts back to him and repent and be a part of his chosen people. Verse three. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. We're seeing this right now. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. So we've been seeing things in our generation where there's been different wars. There's been wars with Israel. There's been wars with the Muslims versus the Christians. There's been wars with Christians versus the Christians. There's been wars with different denominations inside of the Christian church fighting each other, fighting over doctrine, fighting over the dumb things that we fight about, money, inside of the church, and who gets to be the broker on truth. You know, it's amazing, and I I, I will forever go back to this. After 9-11, people came into the church by the thousands. They wanted to know, is this the end times? And we, the church, lied to them. We said, no, it's not the end times. Going back about your normal lifestyle, do your normal things. Has nothing to do with, has nothing to do with uh, God. Has nothing to do with getting right. And, you know, I will, I will say this always. The church lost an opportunity to bring in the harvest at this particular point in time. Oh, believe me, we're going to get some more because there's some more destruction that's coming to this world and coming to the United States. So we're going to get some more opportunities. I just pray that the rest of the church wakes up and uh, takes those opportunities. So verse 7 of chapter 24, Matthew, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. I was sharing with a friend of mine this week that there was an earthquake in Georgia on the east coast of the United States in Georgia. They didn't even know that there was a fault line there until this earthquake took place. There wasn't a lot of damage. People were a little bit scared and afraid. But the reality is the things that God has prophesied about the United States are going to happen. I believe that there's going to be an earthquake that's going to split the, the middle of the United States in half. I believe there's going to be earthquakes on the east coast of the United States, and it's going to cause a whole bunch of trouble on the east coast. But it's it's interesting to note that this earthquake that happened in Georgia on June 18th, a couple of days later, there was a massive earthquake in Afghanistan. It was 5.9 on the scale, and 1,000 people have died so far, and 1,500 people have been injured. So... I don't think these are isolated incidences. I think these are things that are that have been ordained by God to happen and to start because they're tied to these birth pains. They're tied to the signs of the ends of the age in, in tribulation. There's different stages of tribulation. I don't believe that these things are the great tribulation as talked about in Revelations. Um, and I'm not going to argue with, the, with you about that. But, you know, different people in the church have arguments about when Jesus is coming, some are saying he's not coming. If you want to waste your time thinking about all of those things versus being prepared, by all means, go ahead and do that. Uh, verse eight, all of these things are the beginning of sorrows. 
It's the beginning of sorrows, and that's the technical term for birth pangs. Verse 9, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake, and then many will be offended. Many will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures till the end shall be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. The end that God is talking about here is a time of great tribulation. And we're getting ready to talk about that. It is a time of punishment for those who have been disobedient to God, those who've rejected God and don't want anything to do with him. And, and the, the world is just going to be in a place where it's not going to be good for anybody in the United States and out of the United States. Verse 15, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is in the housetop not go down to take out anything of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been seen since the beginning of the world until this time. Nor... No, nor ever shall be. This is how bad things are going to be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ or there, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. And you want to talk about something that's real bad right now is pure deception. It's deception that is that is in the church. People don't know what to believe. They don't know what they don't know what they want to hear. And there are people who want to hear the truth, but they're not being given the truth. There's people who don't want to hear the truth. There's so many different things going on. And in this state that we're in with this terminal generation, we're watching all of these different signs come to pass. Verse 20, therefore, if I say to you, look, he's in the desert, do not go. Sorry. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out or look. He is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. The coming of the Son of Man, verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of the trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the earth. This is the rapture. This is the rapture of the saints, and they're being pulled out. Then things are going to get bad. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. 
when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves. You know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, our key scripture, Matthew 24, 34, this generation will by no means pass away. So all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Verse 36, but on of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the son of man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the son of man is coming in an hour you do not expect. We have to be ready. We have to live like we're ready. We're, we're ready to receive Christ. We're ready to go up into the heavenlies with him and to go into heaven and to go into rapture. And this is the message that has been lost in the church because we don't want people to be afraid. I don't, I don't want to tell you the truth because I know it's going to scare you. It's horrible. This is bull. You need to be scared. You need to be scared of the things that are happening because they're, they're, they're treacherous. They're dangerous. And if, if you don't understand that God means business, you look at some of the things that are happening right now, the death, the destruction. This is just a small taste of what's really, really going to happen. I want to close with verse 45 to 51, the faithful and the evil servants. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And... Listeners, we are in a time where we're going to see all of these things happen. And there is going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I was watching a video and some, some of these young men that was in the video was saying, we're living in hell now. No, we're not. No, we're not. Because in hell, there's no end. There's no end to the suffering. There's no end to the torment. If we were in hell right now, you would not like it. You would not want to go there. You would not want to spend forever and eternity there. At least at this point in time, we have some good that we can experience, some love that we can experience. I don't, I don't ever want to go to hell and I don't want you to go to hell. Terminal generation, I want you to understand that God has appointed you. He, he chose you to be born in this time period so that he could use you to bring people into his kingdom. 
this is the most important thing that I want you to understand. As you start seeing all of these signs, all of these different uh, events that are happening, you were handpicked to be here, to be witnesses of what God is doing. This is his grace and his mercy to you. Selah. Committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs>